Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. If you put too much information on your resume, you make yourself look weak. You don't want to ever have to summarize your resume. Your resume should really speak for itself. But the point is your resume needs to show awkward mobility and focus matters. It doesn't matter where you go to law school. Okay, here's another in-house job. So I'm going to, let me we'll get this person, but let me do them next. I want to look at this person next. And actually, I like this resume. Okay, so this person, this is a, by the way, I can tell immediately. I've never seen this resume, but it's a great resume. Okay, so let's take a look at this person. And it, this fits in to the example we just talked about. Okay, I have this resume a lot. Even the person I've worked in a law firm. Okay, so let's talk about this. So this person graduated apparently in 2006, which is 16 years ago. So they have nothing on their resume. Their res- this is coming second. You can see that. The only thing they're putting on here is the fact that they wrote a book review and they were staffed out of the family court review. Perfect. And that they got an academic scholarship. So that's the rule. That The rule is you only list stuff on your resume in your law school experience that's extraordinary. And that's all they did. They're just talking about their honors. They're not listing that they were the member of the, the Students Association in this group. They're just saying what they did. It's relevant. It's great. I look at the person, I'm like, wow, they went to Hofstra, which is a okay law school, but it's in New York. And they're in New York, of course. And I like it. And, and they're talking about their admittance here, which is fine. You don't need to put most of the time, by the way, if you're admitted to a U.S. district court, that's okay. But New York, Connecticut, that's great. And then these speaking engagements that come at the end, which is nice. The publications and things, that's fine. And these certifications are also at the end. And these are all, by the way, consistent with what the person does. So I want to be very clear. Like everything on this resume is consistent. This is a great resume. And now I don't like family court review. That's a little different, but that's still a person with a staff editor and the book review editor. That's fine. And the academic scholarship, cum laude in college. So they wrote that down. That's great. This is not an academic type resume. It's great. But everything on here is consistent. These are all the money laundering, cryptocurrency, anti-fraud examiner, which is not an easy thing to get. These are big honors. This is all very consistent. Then the person goes to Deloitte, which is not a good job out of law school. I'm not trying to be rude, but it's not a great job for most people if they're trying to be working in a law firm. But this is great. It's anti-money laundering and economic sanctions. They graduate. They get the job. Oh, great. This is even better than I thought. Okay, so the person graduates from law school. Right away, they go to work here. Now, look at this consistency. They worked there for 10 years. Then they take a job for two years where they go in into a company, which is awesome. So they, and then not only that, but they, and then after that, they go, it looks like back to the Suffolk come, they become a bureau chief there and do all this. And then they go back to then they even get welcomed back to their employer, the one they worked at before. Wow, this is amazing resume. There's nothing, I have no criticism in this resume. Now, I don't like all of this stuff here with all these bullets and everything, but this is an awesome resume and I want to explain why. This is a great resume because it shows complete consistency. This person knows exactly what they want to do. They're not a dabbler. This person is 100% consistent in terms of what they're doing. They've been consistent for the since 2006. They've done the exact same thing. And this is an amazing resume. If I, this person, by the way, is 
marketable to law firms. They're marketable everywhere. And this person, even though they may be hard, but any law firm would be look at this person very seriously. This is a great resume. And the reason it's so good is because it's consistent. And this is what every resume should do. You see, every resume we've looked at today for law firms, and I just want to go, is inconsistent. Like this person, what does this person want to do? They're doing employment. Okay. But they've had 15 different jobs doing it. There's no loyalty to one employer. There's nothing that just moving around. This person, again, is now they're working, they're co-founding their own company, their contract, funding, white in case. This was, everything was good up to here. This person, uh, this is this academic. We can't tell what this person wants to do. We can't tell what this person wants to do. There's all these different jobs and things. But this resume, when we get to this one, I'm just sorry to be so impressed, but this is amazing. And again, look here, ADA, ADA, unit chief, bureau chief. This person is just nothing but a constant improvement and achievement in one thing. They're not a dabbler. This is what everyone should aspire to. And again, I'm not trying to be point this person out, but this is what a good resume is. This person knows what they want to do, and that's why they were welcome back. And look at this. Every two years, this person was promoted and kept moving up ranks. It's freaking amazing. Great. Everything about this person. Now, they got, a, after 10 years, they decided maybe I'll do something else. And they went and worked in New York City doing this big stuff. But this is a great resume. Everything about it is consistent. There's nothing on this resume that's inconsistent or with what this person does. And that's what's so powerful about it. And anybody that sees this resume, law firm, company, other district attorney's office is going to take this and it's going to go right to the top if they have any type of need. Absolutely. Because this person knows what they're doing. Most people, by the way, and this is the problem. Most people have no idea what they want to do. And it's sad. If you don't know what you want to do and you don't commit to anything, all that's going to happen is if you do not have a plan and a commitment, you're just going to follow other people's plans and at their mercy. See, it doesn't matter where you go to law school. It doesn't matter. This isn't the best law school in the world, but it doesn't matter. None of this matters. It doesn't matter. Most resumes, by the way, if this said, and I'm not trying to be rude here, but if this said Harvard or Stanford or Yale or something, you probably wouldn't see this consistency. You'd see someone that took a job and then they moved to another job and then another job. And then, and, and if you know what you want to do, it doesn't matter. Now you can do anything. And again, you may not think you're smart and I don't care if you're smart or not smart, but if you know what you want to do, you can do anything. And I love this resume. This is a great resume. I have no Nothing bad to say about it other than nothing. I would probably tighten up some of this language, but it's very good. Do you know the secrets to getting your dream legal job? We do. And one of the best things you can do is apply to jobs that fly under the radar. Applying to openings with very little competition means you stand a much higher chance of getting hired. But how do you find openings like that? For starters, you're not going to find them on major job boards because these jobs are usually only advertised on companies' websites and in small regional publications. That is why we created Law Crossing, the most comprehensive database of legal jobs in the world. We have a team of people constantly working to find every single legal job out there. Unlike other job boards, which only list jobs that companies pay to post, we include every legal job we can find in order to maximize your chances of finding a job. So, what are you waiting for? Head over to www.lawcrossing.com to find your dream legal job today. So this is what, and I just want to be very clear with everyone, to, and I keep saying that, but I, again, I, someone that's been looking at resumes every day for 
25 years and I look at them every day and I study them and I have to review them. It's very hard to see a resume like this because and it's inspiring because you see just nothing but improvement. And this is not a law firm resume either. The law firms, people that do well in law firms, and what does it take to do well in a law firm? It basically takes commitment. It takes knowing what you want to do. It takes a lot of things. If you know what you want to do, you're 10 times better off than someone that doesn't. So this great resume, perfectly happy with it. Another thing I just I want to bring up a couple other things. A lot of people in this person's situation too might say, oh, I'm going to go to the U.S. Attorney's Office, more prestigious. They might try to do other things, but this commitment is amazing. This person's never tried, in, there's no law firm. It's always, it's the same practice setting, which is very good. It's not, there's no confusion about the practice setting. If you go into a company, most times people will leave the company, as you've seen with all these company resumes. And we're going to look at, we'll look at one again. The people that go to companies typically move around a lot. So let's look at this one. Okay, Chief Compliance Officer of a North American office, a worldwide leader in aerospace and defense. Okay, great. Licensed attorney, respected for problem solving and driving cultural change. Okay, so this is this is obviously done, not obviously, but probably by a, a resume company. Okay, compliance, and I don't even know what cultural change means, but that's not an easy thing to do, I wouldn't think. Multi-year process, values, policies, so here we get into, so this person is a leader, which is good, but these terms, and again, this is an in-house resume, which is fine, but this is, you have cultural change, and then you have chief compliance officer, but then ethics and compliance, okay, then compliance, corporate and legal compliance, okay, so I like, so when you start seeing these same words over and over again, like compliance, compliance, that's actually good. I don't know what this cultural change is. It's, it's I don't like resumes that use things like this just because, Again, this resume could work very well in-house because some companies may be like, we need someone to help us change our culture because we're dishonest or whatever. That's perfectly fine. Okay, so Airbus, 10 years. Okay, great. I don't know you need to put that. Had an M in compliance, had an A. Okay, legal and compliance, 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 compliance. Okay, corporate development, M and A. Okay, so... This resume, by the way, is there's some things I like about it, and I'll just show you right here. I like this, the number of years. This is nine years. And then you can see here, there's all this upward movement. Again, it's very similar to the last one we saw. And this is a good resume for what this person does. And yeah, this is good. This particular resume, it's not the greatest resume probably for a law firm, but it's a good resume. And then they started out at Clark, and then, then they worked at Skadden, and then they've had the first job four years, but then the next job, you can see that they just stayed with there for a long time. So this is a great resume. I don't really have anything negative to say about it. And, and I was a law firm resume. I don't think it's that great, but this is a rare type of resume for an in-house because what this person has done is they've, they've actually, they've been able to have a lot of employment stability, which is very rare for corporate resumes, people that go in-house. and But it's actually, one, one of the things I would say is when you start talking about firms like your top kind of New York firms, which, you know, I mean, your top New York firms, a lot of times you see a lot more stability many times from those resumes than you do from others. I don't know why that is, but maybe that's better have. I don't know. I, again, I'm not judging that, but this is a good resume.
So I, I don't really have anything negative to say about it. I think that this person is doing very well. I think everyone knows that I would not put this stuff up here. I think that this has to go out. One of the things I don't like when I see this cultural change and all the sort of things is that, that it makes it sound more like the person's not willing to work and they're doing something else. So that's just and values, policies. They're just these real kind of amorphous terms. A lot of times don't work. This is an excellent resume. Oh, look, the person even got a looks they do get an MBA. Amazing. Magna cum laude. Yeah. And you can see here, here's someone that went to Columbia Business School. And I don't even know where they went to law school. Not on. Maybe we took it off for some reason. But oh, joint global. I mean, I don't know. But they don't, you can see here, like they don't have, oh, here, Juris Doctor from St. Louis, Missouri, but from, yeah, from St. Louis University. They don't have any, they're not talking about all these associations and things that they were in. They're just talking about the fact that they went to St. Louis University and graduated magna cum laude. And then later, they incredibly went and got a, MBA and 15 years after graduating from law school, which is, or 14, yeah, 15, which is amazing. But you can see there's not, this person's not listing all these associations and new court and no, because the values from what they've done. And honestly, this resume, this is how the best resumes typically read. They're very short. They don't go into a lot of detail. This person here, look, Associate Corporate Finance and M&A, 1994 to 97. They don't need to give a lot of detail. So you do not need to give. Now, I don't know. And they didn't give a lot of detail this Citigroup job either. Now, they did give a lot of detail here because I think enough, but there's not a ton of detail. There's less detail on the way by this, on this resume than there is for people that are law students many times. They're, they, they're managing 5,000 employees. So that's a big deal. But you can see here, they don't need to talk about what they did at Skadden Arps. Everybody knows what it means to do associate corporate finance and M&A at Skadden Arps between 1994 and 97. That's a big deal. Everyone knows what it means to be doing, working at Citigroup Capital Markets. They don't need to say, they don't even say what they did. And I think what's so powerful about this, I want everyone to understand is if you, less is more. So less is more when you work at Skadden Arps or these types of places, less is more. They're not, you don't need to, if you put too much information on your resume, you make yourself look weak. Information on your resume. And I want to show you something here. So if this person had said here, Here's what a lot of people would do. Worked at one of the most prestigious law firms of the, you don't need to do that. Or they'd say represented, represented, and then you talked about 15 different companies and, you know, what, whatever, talked about it in detail. You don't need to do that. This isn't enough. People don't need any more, and people don't need to know what you did as a clerk. People don't need to know the associations you were part of at St. Louis University. That's it. Again, there's so many positive things here. But the other thing is too, is your resume, and this is another important thing, and I wanna, resume needs to show upward mobility. Years ago, and again, I don't know, when I say years ago, I'm talking like 20 years ago. I remember I was reviewing all the placements that I've made or something, and, and one of the things that's very important when people are reviewing your resume is they need to believe that, the employer needs to believe, is this, and I'll even say this, is are you moving up by going to the employer as part of a larger plan? So some people, some some resumes, and again, this life hands you what it does, and I'm not, it's too bad because I've certainly had a lot of setbacks, but life hands you what it does. But the point is your resume needs to show upward mobility. If it shows sideward mobility, that's not good. If it shows, but upward mobility means here you go, you improve, and do well, and it's the next logical step in fulfilling a goal you have and have always had, and hope and have hopefully always had. 
So what's interesting, when you review good resumes, this person is, the reason this is a good resume is because this person's okay, I went to these schools, my education, whatever, this is what I did. This, I did this job for four years. They don't need to, they spent four years of their life working on all this stuff. They're not, they don't need to give you all this detail. But then they start out here, they get their chief counsel, then their vice president, and then their vice president of, they did corporate insecurities, governance, and then they did M&A. Very good. And then all of a sudden, they go from working internationally, and then they're also, now here they are again, working internationally in all these different areas, and they keep improving in their titles. So who would you hire? Would you hire someone that is going to improve and gets better everywhere they go and is a winner? And Or would you hire someone that does sticks around and commits and all this stuff is what this person does and has always done well and has come from from has improved themselves and or would you hire someone that with the opposite who's got a sense of entitlement and believes that they deserve the stuff and isn't willing to put in the time and will leave when things get tough and they're dabbling and this is not that person this is a very good life and career this person's had now the other thing i want to say too that's very interesting and i want to show you this person went to st louis university that is not a great law school okay as what was the last one we looked at whatever the last one of the really good attorney was no it doesn't matter but this person went to st louis law school and has had an amazing career. Firms like Skadden and Cravath and other places, they don't hire just from the best law schools, they hire from everywhere. And because they want to hire people without a sense of entitlement. They love people from the Midwest, they love people from St. Louis. And this person, by the way, is probably would have, the worst thing that could have happened to this person would have gone probably have been to gone to Harvard or something and and gotten a sense of entitlement. This person probably got into this clerkship and then to Skadden and was very excited and was like, I'm just going to put my head down and this is amazing what's happening to me and I'm very excited. And now I'm not saying that's what happened because I don't know this person at all, but I'm telling you that where you go to law school doesn't matter. And it's very important. What's more important than where you go to law school is the commitment you put into focusing in your career and focus matters. And, and so the law school is almost to a really good career meaningless. Now, I would say, I don't know what this person makes. This person makes probably more money than the majority of attorneys working in law firms in the country. And, and not only that, but is probably dealing with some really exciting stuff. Great career. And probably, frankly, more exciting than working at Skadden. So I have nothing against people that go in-house when they commit. But this is a very good resume. And But the point is that it doesn't matter where you go to law school. People are so impressed with where they went to law school. But that's actually, for a lot of firms, is a drawback. I have law firms who are like, don't send me people they'll name say Yale or whatever, because they're like, we don't need this attitude. We just want people that are going to work. And so I wanted to make that point with this particular resume. Same thing with this one. When, another great career. Whoever this person is, I don't know if this is the real office they're in, another great resume. Just freaking amazing. Okay, so I don't know. This is a foreign resume. And so I'm not an expert in these foreign resumes. Now, there's nothing US on this resume. But one thing I would say is I think this is a lot of this is fun. These I don't think you want Microsoft and document autumn and contract analysis, all this stuff, critical thinker, that's what attorneys are supposed to do. Tech savvy is fun. And then yeah, this is a foreign resume, so I can't really offer a lot of input in it, but I will say that I actually think it looks like a pretty good resume. I do look at resumes in India for other purposes from time to time, but this is a doesn't look to me like a bad resume. One thing I would recommend, this is a, an important point, is if you went to law school in a foreign country and you did really well, you need to make lawyers aware of that. 
aware of what that means. So I had a someone I was representing once, and I think they went to law school in Scotland or something. And uh, and I asked them, I don't know why I needed it, but letters of recommendation, and which is not something you always need, but they were having a hard time getting a position. And all of a sudden, they got a letter from their law school that was like this person, highest grades in the past 30 years or something. And all of a sudden, that person was turned into a, was getting lots of interviews when before they wouldn't. Okay, let's see this resume. This is another in-house resume. So we've looked at a lot of them. Let me maybe come back to this one. But these core competencies, again, not necessary. Summary, not necessary. You don't want to ever have to summarize your resume. Your resume should really speak for itself, and, and that's going to help you. And again here, the problem with this resume, you can see the difference this person went to Brooklyn Law School, which is, a, frankly, a better law school than the last one we saw. And these computer skills, not necessary. Computer involvement, that's interesting. But what's interesting about this resume is School of Aged Child Care Attorney, Volunteer Latino Justice. What I like about, not a republic, probably not. A, what I like about this resume that's interesting is this person's trying to help children. And, and they've been doing that since 2015. They're doing immigration. And then what I would try to do, and this is probably what the person's interested in or was, I haven't worked in a few years. I would try to do something along the lines of reframe this resume to make it look like that's more of what you're interested in doing. This additional experience, again, they say court calendar clerk, legal assistant, I would say clerk. And, and we've talked about all that before, but all this experience is getting a little bit overwhelming because there's so much of it. Let's see here. And licenses, memberships, community involvement. Okay, this is a good resume. This is a an attorney resume. Okay, Brewer Injury Law. Okay, principal. Okay, so this resume is interesting. So this person, let's take a look at that. So they went to they graduated in December 2010. You can see here they did they basically they did they put their honors, they did the right thing there. They don't have a lot of detail to go with that. And then they have a, they did their MBA and they put their GPA, which is great. And then that, so that's very good. I think that that's interesting. There's just not a lot of detail and you don't need it. The GPA was really good. And then they were on the law review at San Diego. So those are all good things. Now, Consumers Association of, of California, what that is, that is, these are people that it's a group of attorneys that are plaintiff's attorneys. So this is a plaintiff's attorney, which is good. So let's talk a little bit about what this person has done. So they graduated in 2010. There's no jobs on there before, after 2010. Maybe and sometimes we're just, this is, may not be the actual, we may have modified this resume. Do you want to take back control of your legal career? We have a solution for you. Harrison Barnes, the number one legal recruiter with over 20 years of experience, hosts weekly webinars followed by live Q&A sessions every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. These webinars are packed with helpful information that you can use to advance your legal career. Best of all, after each webinar, Harrison stays for as long as needed in order to answer every question. Yeah, when you summarize your experience on your resume, you need to put your best foot forward. Okay, so what does that mean? So the problem with what this person's doing here is essentially an associate, and that's it. And let's, if you take a look at this other resume, where this person was at frickin' Skadden Arps, yeah, the attorney that was at Skadden Arps, look what they wrote. Scadden Arps, associate. That's it. You don't need to, and it looks like there's a lot of questions, so I will answer them. Okay, so back to this resume. Again, I will answer all these questions that people have. So if you just, once we get through this resume, these resumes, we're almost done with them too, by the way, and then we'll take a quick break and come back and do questions. So you can see here, you don't need 
all of this information. Now, the problem with this resume, it's a fairly serious problem, is this person's doing real estate and litigation. They started doing it there. And then, and now they're doing, here they're doing litigation defense. Okay. And then here they're doing real estate. And now they're doing personal injury and real estate because that's what they've learned and that's okay. But the problem is you need to have, you, there needs to be some consistency in terms of what the kind of work that the person is doing. And now the person's a member of the Consumer Attorneys Association in California. Now, for anyone that's on the call that's interested in personal injury or is a personal injury, it's a very marketable practice area. There's a lot of firms that need personal injury attorneys. There's It's a very big practice area. It's growing, especially in California. So that's that. But the problem, as you can see here, is that the law firm experience needs to have some sort of, some sort of specialty. So if you say you're doing a bunch of different things, people don't like that. And that's going to turn people off. So, and other thing too, with all these different jobs, that's a problem too, because it's, okay, this four, four years, one year, one year, two years, and now they're trying this. So the odds of this person sticking around wherever they're hired is not good. What do I recommend when people have all these jobs on their resume? And there's, there's a lot of people like this. The most successful people, the way you do it is you take all of this experience and you just, instead of confusing your audience, you, you do something like this. And this is important. Let me just show you here. And these locations don't matter. Here, it looks like, because this person's moving all over California, they're moving to the desert and they're moving to the Rancho Mirage, which is very nice places they live too, by the way, it looks like. But you, so you just basically say the dates, which would be from date to date. And I get the sense the person, and again, this is very common, he may have had some issues with a California bar or something just because of the way the resume reads. I would just say from, and this way, you don't need to draw attention. If you graduated, for example, you graduated in 2010, and, and maybe you, and this again, this is not being critical. A lot of people in California, it's very difficult to pass the bars. I don't know what there was back then, but it might've been like a 35% pass rate. So sometimes people don't pass right away. But sometimes what you do is you would just say from, 20 from 2010 to 2020 or 2020 or whatever year they graduate from life from 2010 to 2020 was associated with various law firms telecom something like that now you don't want to lie that you were an associate in the capacity of associate but something along those lines this makes it very clear and then here you just say personal injury law firm and then something like that and then all of a sudden associate various law firms and maybe you can put that you did trials and all that sort of thing but this makes it much stronger to the readers now the professional engineering license many people might say oh that's irrelevant it's probably not because an engineer that's negotiating auto collisions could be much better. But this is the way you give people like one cent and you make yourself look more consistent in terms of what you're doing. And this resume all of a sudden is a very good resume. If I saw this resume, I would be interested. Now, I did want to say one thing. Most law firms do not like solo practitioners. The reason for that is because if you went and did that once, you are likely to do it again and maybe difficult to manage. So I'll tell you a couple quick stories. It's pretty funny, but I have hired in the past people with solo practitioner on their resume. Don't tell me why I did it. In most cases, this was decades ago. But every single one of those people that I ever hired, and I can think of two or three examples, was maintaining a, a solo practitioner practice on the side without my knowledge while being paid on the six figures by me. Without This was only discovered 
after they were let go for coming in late all the time and other things along those lines. And in one, in two cases, they went and did this to a couple other employers who also caught them. And then I, in one time, I read about it in the news, which was fun. But the idea is, you really want to make sure that you law firms, especially more established law firms, are make that decision. Okay, I think this is the last resume, and then we'll take a quick break. I'll come back and answer questions, and then if other people sent their resume, I'll also try to reveal this as well. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com. 